0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: This is a Rocker Room Production.
0: (sighs) Okay. Jonah, what up? What up, what up, what up? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, letting them know that I'm in here. Reed, what up, Justin Ian? What up Reed? He's good, man. He's good. Um he was in here uh earlier causing quite the ruckus, but I think he was just uh I think he was just tired. But he's in bed now, so it's all good. It's all good, man. Matt, what's up? Can you hear me, Matt? If Matt, if you can't hear me, um, close out the app and then and then uh, uh, come right back. I'm gonna shoot you a message. Let's see. So from what I understand, there's going to be a rollout. Um, the app's going to get updated here soon. So a bunch of these, uh, bunch of these glitches should uh, should be solved in the next update. But it's been glitchy for a little while here. Yo, what's up, Ant? Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, sir. All right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, Rain, what up? David, what up? Ronnie. Mike, Herm, Caleb, Justin, again, uh, Daniel, Dayton, Paxton, Sean, what up? All right, let's see.
1: Yeah, shout out to everybody for being here. It's pretty dope.
0: Yeah, for sure, Thanks man. For it's, me too. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty chill, man it's pretty chill um something like something like this i mean you know, we should get you know 20 30 people in here and you know we'll all kind of like vibe it out uh, if it was like a post game or something we we have like 200 300 but people got things to do <laughs> people have yeah, right. things to do. you know what i mean so yes sir it's okay. I mean, paul pierce got fired wait what <laughs> no way <laughs> Did you see that video that uh, uh, came out recently?
1: Yeah, I, I, I did. I he was wild, and I don't know what, <laughs> uh, what in your right mind? Like that's okay if he does that on the side, like you do you, but like, why are you putting what? that out
0: there? Like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, that that's just not smart.
0: Yeah, yeah Sean, he got a wife, and I think he got kids too. Yeah, see. Paul Pierce. That dude is crazy, man. Julie yeah. Landrum, married since 2010. Uh, that's funny. Maybe, that maybe he funny. did
1: actually shit himself during the Eastern Conference
0: Finals. Maybe he did. <laughs> he probably did. Like, what are you doing? Like, it just seems like you. he's just, I don't know, man. After being in the spotlight for so long and then, then you're not, you know, that's gotta have like a mental effect on you.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Like I feel like you have to have such an ego trip to to do something like that. To be like, I'll be fine even if I do something that I know is stupid. It's so dumb. Like 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 Brian said in the chat, like all time bag fumble. Like seriously, like you had the cushiest job of cushiest jobs of all time. Like yeah, you say yeah, all you have to do is say stupid shit about the NBA all day long,
0: <laughs> and, and people are like you're
1: Paul. You're the truth. You're Paul Pierce. It's fine if you're stupid, uh, and and you get paid like six figures to chill out and do that. And you do that, and oh my god, I don't know, man, I don't know.
0: He was getting paid for just existing. Exactly. He
1: he got paid to sit there and stare at a stare at a monitor and and talking to a microphone.
0: Like, all right, yeah. so he's got he's got three kids, and they're all, like, one, I believe, is, like, 12 or 13, and then Damn. the other ones are younger than that. Wasn't it his child's birthday party, too? I saw
1: something about that. Was it? It was, like, his kid's birthday, and that was, like, the after party of his kid's birthday party.
0: See, that's what... Uh, people just have too much money, bro. Yeah. Like come on man. Come on, man.
1: <laughs> like clip, like, he, he sees an Instagram model in his chat and is like, Hey, you should come on by. Like, why aren't
0: you here? Oh my god. <laughs> like why I just don't it like like just why videotape it? Just why? Yeah,
1: exactly. Like why why is why like that like
0: It's like don't don't even do that, man. Don't even do that, man. Come on, bro. Yeah, You're barely man.
1: It doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. No. But he'll probably no. end up at Fox.
0: <laughs> Just yeah. Just he'll he'll he land on his feet, though, because
1: he's, he's Paul Pierce.
0: He said he got caught in 4K.
1: Yeah, he did.
0: <sighs> Jesus, man. You could Wild. tell he was
1: like. He wanted to do it, and then he kept like moving the camera so you'd like see it a little bit, and then he like put his face in front of it, and then he bring it back, and then he put his face in front of it again.
0: Like yeah, ah. he was, he was, he was like, I don't know, he was faded.
1: Yeah, he, he was. was. Faded
0: out of his mind, but dude got, <laughs> he got fired. That shit's so funny. <laughs> Holy crap! I oh that's... my god. And.
1: That's crazy. And again, all right. like we're sitting here celebrating that, right? Like people love it when people fall from fame, but like this. Well this I'm not I'm not this.
0: celebrating it. It's yeah, so funny. We're, like, we're laughing about it, right? Like, no. It's not really stupid. He's just stupid.
1: Yeah, he's like, just dumb.
0: Yeah. Just really, just like really dumb, bro. Like yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah, I d I don't know. That's like they said, all
1: time bag fumble for sure. Yeah crazy. And for
0: like 300 viewers.
1: Yeah, I'm like, sure he didn't have more than 400. I mean, I don't know anybody that follows him on Instagram.
0: Like, you know. He got fired over 300 viewers, man. That's crazy. Uh, on IG Live. Yeah, Disney ain't gonna put up with that. No, not no, a chance. Not Disney a chance.
1: Play, Hell no. They, they fired people for a lot less than that.
0: Man. It looks like it's a wrap for DMX, man, that sucks.
1: Oh my God, are you serious? That's sad, yeah, man.
0: that's so sad. Said that uh, he's in a vegetative state now. That was a
1: drug over uh, OD, right?
0: Yeah, something like that. Fuck, bro. Something like that. That's so. That's so. That's so bad, man. That's not- nah, it's all good. All right, so let's let's talk. Let's talk Indiana. So you guys have gone from Archie Miller needs to get fired. Yes, sir. Seven to eight players in the transfer portal. Yes, sir. To halfway believing that Brad Stevens may may come through. We had a Um, bit of a
1: fever dream, yes.
0: Yeah, you had Club Trillion talking about it's a done deal that Brad Stevens is going. Now people from Indiana just hate him. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then it was like you know you you might get Fife now you may get beard you may you may go for John I I heard that like you know John Beeline was one of the front runners but he wanted his son to be head coach in waiting or something <laughs> wild like that. that that's yeah and then you guys get Mike Woodson. And he was he was always a name that was kind of thrown out there. Yep. Um Then you had the whole Thad matter deal, right? And yep. reports came out and then reports refuting and then reports refuting <laughs> the ref- the refute on what yes. Thad, what happened with Thad. So yep. let's talk about that first, man. What was the whole Thad matter thing from your opinion or what you've heard of like what happened there? So okay, so from what I've
1: heard like total backstory was that one club speaking of club trillion club trillion always was talking about um or or came on a bunch of other podcasts talked about how Thad Mata always wanted to be iu's coach that when he was at ohio state like uh they had he had a like a something in his contract that basically said like the one job in the big 10 he can at any time he wants you know interview for and go after would be the iu job so obviously speaking of all-time bag fumbles iu fumbled that bag so hard um because that that he you know heyday of ohio state he could have left and and gone to iu which is nuts but um basically from what i've heard he did not interview for the head coaching job i don't think he 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 knows he's not physically able to to be a head coach but he like misses that itch that that coaching itch that being around the program being one of the guys working on, you know, young kids, uh, game and, and being, being around that whole program part. Um, and so they eventually just landed on an idea of what if you just in and around the program, basically like as an advisor, you know, CFO, CEO, uh, GM kind of position. And then that's what happened. Um, and really, and like, I remember my immediate reaction when I saw Coach Woodson was hired. I was like, damn, we really settled. We, like we really had $10 million. We, we went to a, some boosters, some some big donors, and IU's got a huge, you know, a bunch of really, really, you know, some oilers, right? You know, some, some oh, yeah, oil merchants, sure. right? Yeah, we, we got some people that got some money that went to IU, you know, that, thanks to Kelly and whatnot. And, and, and we're like, that's it? that's the only thing like that's, that's the best we could do Was Mike Woodson. And I, and like, and then the, the, like 30 minutes later, the fad modern news came out. And I'm telling almost you almost immediately, almost right? immediately, yeah. because I, I feel like people knew they had that. I, you knew they had to release this because there was going to be a freaking Twitter meltdown if they didn't release it almost immediately. And literally almost yep. immediately. And I, everybody felt much better, I think, because again, the, the whole thing about Mike Woodson is the guy can coach ball. That's not right. a problem. He's former NBA head coach. Again, he coached those, like, really the last good Knicks team he was the head coach of yeah. with
0: Melo. And so he can coach. But so much more goes into it. Than-
1: Absolutely. So yeah, much, like more, so goes so much
0: more goes into it than that.
1: Yeah, sir. So we wanted some, like, the fan base was like, yeah, we get that, but we want somebody that like, knows everything else, right? And that's where Thad Motta comes in, because if anything, Thad Motta would be the ideal head coach for IU if he was healthy. Right. Right. just not. And So having him on board, helping Mike along with everything that he's going to need to know about the college basketball landscape is just just a godsend and, and really helped calm the fan base down from what was going to be an absolute meltdown of meltdowns.
0: I do see that uh, Matta played at Butler. Yes, sir. Um, He was an assistant at Indiana State, was an assistant at Butler, assisted at Butler, and then coached one year at Butler. Not sure what happened there. Kind of weird. I'm not sure if he was, like, an interim for a year or what. Um, But he does have an Indiana presence within the the state itself. And how far is uh, Hoopston, Illinois, from Indiana? Do you know?
1: I have no idea off the top of my head. Again, I'm from Florida, so I, I, I'm an <laughs> a, a adopted Hoosier. Um, but I, I think it's close. I think it's uh, towards southern Illinois, um, if I remember correctly off the top of my head. But I know the reason why he was an IU fan in the first place is because a player from his high school that he grew up watching, like going to the high school games, went and was a successful player at IU under Coach Knight. And so he became a, a Hoosier fan because of that, and then followed Coach Knight and was a big fan of his, even when he was at you know Butler and, and uh, other schools playing. That um, he was always a huge, big Knight fan. So it's pretty cool. And he said he grew up watching Coach Woodson play as well. So
0: uh, it's pretty crazy to bring it all around. I could definitely see that. I'm looking at a map right now. Hoops Hoopson's not that far. From Bloomington, it's on the very uh, east side of the Illinois-Indiana border, and and Paxton just said it's about two hours away, which you know makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. that oh, makes yeah. a lot just, of sense.
1: Yeah, it's just a uh, little bit west of West Lafayette. Um,
0: gotcha. Yeah, and then okay, so you get Mike Whitson, you get Thad Mata. Object number one. Is Trace Jackson Davis. Like, that has got to be mission one. Like, you're not worried about anybody in that portal until you can anchor Trace Jackson Davis to come back, right? Damn right. I mean,
1: like, the way I looked at this and the way I, we just did an emergency podcast on HQ. That's why I, we're starting a little bit late. But, uh, Trace is the glue. Like, that's what Trace is. Trace, Trace is the, 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 sticky glue the gorilla glue the the flex seal to to this this whole ship right like lander the five-star recruit that we got last year point guard reclassified didn't really play a lot because archie's a I'm not gonna player. say things but you know not a great head coach at really? the time um basically said like in his commitment that he was here for for to play with trace Jackson davis like flat out just was like yeah i i reclassified so i could play with trace and so, like, getting him, again, we just got Lander back today. Uh, keeping Kenya Hunter, again, another piece piece of glue we, uh, from the former staff assistant coach, um, was the guy that was head-on getting Parker Stewart and getting Geron- Jordan Geronimo, who also just recommitted to IU and out of the transfer portal. Like, both of them, I would say, are, are fantastic. And we'll see how much impact keeping Trace has when we talk about Armand Franklin, his roommate and best friend. And – Grace Thompson, also one of his best friends in the world. So we'll, we'll see about that in the next coming days because those are the, the other two big names still left in the portal for you.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, do you think Armand Franklin comes back? Because he was really big last year. Like, dude dude, kind of, in my opinion, kind of came out of nowhere in terms of just being being a go-to guy, especially when he's sharing the court with a guy like Tennessee and Al Durham. He really stood... Head and shoulders above them, but then he got injured, right? Um, yes, sir. Uh, what are your thoughts about him? Does do you think he comes comes back be- because of his relationship with Trace Jackson Davis, or do you think he's still a, you know fifty fifty?
1: I mean, I, I I have all the crimson shaded glasses copium going on right now for me. Again, I, you know, I'm supposed <laughs> to be a journalist, but I'm a fan first and foremost. I went this is my university. You know what? I, I a lot
0: of people can't admit that. A, I, a lot I, of people I, can't admit that. I, I'll you admit know? it, man. We're supposed to be journalists we got our biases. It happens.
1: Like, you no, know, we're sports yeah, fans first. That's what got us into being journalists in the first place, was growing up watching games. Like I was rooting for the hell out of UCLA the other night for, against Gonzaga. Like I want us to keep our record. So like, you know, I I I'm sitting there rooting for Ju Zhang just as much as the rest of the, the country. But, like, you know, I want the guys to
0: stay. Is there. that a big deal with Indiana being the only undefeated team?
1: The last one, yeah. To We're go and win Because, you
0: know, like, UCLA went, like well, like. well, like, being the last one. The last yeah, one sir. to win that.
1: Yeah, sir. It's That's like a big our, deal. It's like our claim to fame. Like, every March somebody has to bring it up. That nobody's going to go undefeated this year. And last like time you guys undefeated, get off on that. You get off on that. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, like that's what we got left. I mean, when we're, we're get not off in the on that. at least people that's are still good. talking
0: about. Because it. wasn't wasn't Kentucky undefeated in fifteen or fourteen? No, in fifteen. In fifteen, I was actually at that
1: final four game. Funny enough, that was the year. And I then they lost to Wisconsin, school, right? And then they lost to Wisconsin. I was. I was touring iu and i looked at the dates they like, gave me because uh well, the way iu does it is like if you're like in the music school or whatever they have you come out and like talk to your professors or whatever and so right. they gave me my date and i looked at my date and I was like holy shit like you know what it's the same date as the final four like i i gotta go to those games so my dad and i fly up we get tickets we're in like the nosebleeds of the nosebleeds of of lucas oil and we watched that game. I was wearing an IU jersey, uh, rooting for rooting for Wisconsin to to beat Kentucky, and that that happened, and it was it was amazing. It's like one of my favorite childhood memories. is like being at that game. Man,
0: all right. So so you got so you have this record. Like it's very similar to like the seventy two Dolphins, right? Like they don't want anyone to go undefeated and win the Super yep. Bowl. Because they yeah. want to be remembered as like that, the last team or the only team, you know, in their case, for that to happen. Yeah, it's funny
1: you bring that up because you know I'm from South Florida, so everybody here's a Dolphins fan. I see there's an Eagles fan here, by the way, go Birds. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, everybody down here, every time somebody's about to go undefeated, they go crazy. They're like looking for ways to beat them. And it, I, I'm telling you, South Florida probably would have burned down if the Patriots had gone undefeated um that one year against the giants because everybody like god forbid somebody in the division goes goes undefeated let alone somebody goes undefeated so um good thing they didn't for uh,
0: my house saying <laughs> um so yeah so like okay so you guys got you guys you guys have You have Armar Franklin out there hanging out. What What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Christian Lander? Because I know that, I know that, um, in my opinion, you know this could be you know totally separate from yours. But um, you know, someone like Christian Lander, there there have been zero examples that I've seen where a guard has reclassed up and has done well. Yep. I have yet to see it. I have yet to see it. You can look back at Derek Thornton when he reclassed up for Duke. Um yes, he, then he gets phased out in that following class. You, yep. you you look at what happened with Christian Lander last year. You look at what happened with Michi Johnson that Ohio State doesn't really play that much while reclassing up. Um you know, you know there's just so many look at what happened with Devin Askew at Kentucky. Uh, I mean, like, I think one extra year in high school, um, probably on a more prep route, not the modern-day route, would have helped him from a competitive standpoint. Um, Christian Lander, in my opinion, he should have played out his high school career um, and then gone to a school. And then if he had been just average to good, he would have been a first-round draft pick, a one-and-done. He was that good in high school. If you know you're coming out number one, possibly number two, with the emergence of someone like JD Davison in your class, you're still you're still one of the top guards in that in that upcoming draft. And that hurts. Then he goes to Indiana and I just feel that, you know, he had flashes of what he could do, but his leash was not consistent. You know, sometimes he played a little bit more than others. Some coaches just decisions did not play where do you what are your thoughts on lander and what he can do next year i'm not sure if you know mike's system all that much but i think one of the biggest points of getting him to come back was the trace jackson davis stuff is one but what can you do to get what could mike woodson do to get christian lander back in the mouths of nba scouts
1: yeah i mean that's a good point look I said it when he reclassified that this is going to be like a warm up year. You, you look at every, like you said, every guard that's ever reclassified, it seems like it just doesn't work again yeah. because you're putting 17 year olds against 22 year olds. Like and it's not like there's six, eight, six, nine to make up for right. stuff, you know? Right, right. Exactly. They're not some, you know, they're not freaks physically yet. Like they're getting there, <laughs> but they're not quite there yet. You know, you're playing as grown, grown ass men. So, right. um, I thought this was never going to work. And plus, like, he reclassified in the weirdest year possible to reclassify. Like, he reclassified during the COVID summer. Like, (laughs) and he wasn't done school yet. So he reclassified, but he wasn't really done school until, like, July or, like, August. So he didn't even get the summer. Like, he didn't even get, like, the workouts in the summer and be around the team because he literally couldn't. Like, he was finishing online
0: school um, back home. Into... into a lineup that had depth at the guard spot. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> what are we doing here?
1: Yeah, like he, again, like he said, he just wanted to play with Trace, which I think is admirable as somebody, you know, as a 17-year-old, probably would have made the same damn decision. Um, to be honest, like my friend was playing ball at, at a, a college. I probably been like, heck yeah, like I'm, I'm going to play with you. That sounds like fun. Um, but Again, I don't think it was the best decision for him uh, uh, overall. I think coming back is, though, and and the reason why I'll, I'll say this is that uh, Woodson's going to run an NBA-style offense. And, you know, everybody like, talks, I'm going to run an NBA-style offense. I'm going to play with pace. You, know, you see those videos <laughs> that people put up. Everybody has the same damn press conference, right, whenever they get hired. Uh, sure. But for real, I, I think Woodson will, will run a ton of pick and roll in this offense, something – that for whatever reason, Archie decided to like only run like three sets a game, and <laughs> every time he ran pick and roll with Trace and with Christian, it worked. It was like our best play was to have Trace come off the block, come up um, towards the three point line, set a screen. Christian can either go over it, take a shot, pull up mid range, go in, or he can throw it to. Trace, who's rolling to the basket, it works every time. Trace's like strong suit is his athleticism in the first place. Like he's a freak, and and getting him moving and on the move and and moving a rim protector out of the way was the best way to get Trace involved and get Christian right. with his his creative and, and 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 passing skills involved. And we just never ran it for whatever reason. We just just run the stupid dribble weave. Uh, on the outside, and then run a curl for Al Durham, and that was our that was our that was our play call. It, it was just I, the offensive just continuity of of last year's team was just so ass backwards. It was ridiculous.
0: You're breaking up some.
1: Oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. It's probably my my internet's been really. Um. Yeah, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, yeah, just literally it, our best play was with, with Christian and Trace running pick-and-roll, and I would assume that they're going to run a lot more of it next year, especially with an NBA-style offense. Like, the NBA is all about ISO and pick-and-roll, right, like these days. So right. um, I, I would expect to see a lot of them. And honestly, Christian used to go to open gyms. I have this, like, as, as backdoor information. That this is not – big public knowledge but when he was getting recruited to louisville they used to invite him down to open gyms he, he grew up um in evansville which is like right across the river from louisville right okay. and so he used to go to the open gyms all the time on the weekends. he would cook the louisville guards absolutely cook them he, yeah. he was he was that good and that this reputation is what led to him being one of the top guards in his class um uh, and he can do that if you give him the ball and you you just let him go, right? Just let you him just, do his thing. Just let him do his thing. Let him play his game. And so I think the combination of him exactly. not having uh, a full summer and not having the, the right amount of leash is what led to him not having a fantastic year last year and looking like he didn't know what he was doing on the court.
0: Gotcha. Uh, I have a speaker re- request. Give me one second. Yes, sir. Jan, what's up? And
2: Hey, so we're, so you and I have actually messaged on Twitter about Lander. Lander so, uh, is, is from Evansville. I'm from Evansville. Went to the same high school. His high right. school coach is my old high school coach. Yeah, sir. Uh, the, the Lander recruitment was super weird because, so like, weird time. Chris Mack played basketball at University of Evansville. Really yep. close to a lot of people here. Mack actually, Mack, and the, the rumor is Mack was going to take Lander as an as a early enroller but didn't think he could play already. And the same thing happened at Michigan. Uh, Martelli came down. And looked at their coaching staff and said, "We thought he was bigger," and they thought they were getting Josh Christopher at the time. So Michigan yeah. had scholarship issues even when they left. Lander, diehard Michigan fan as a kid, like diehard yeah. Michigan fan, ended up IU kind of people. People here never thought he'd go because they just didn't think it was a great fit for him. Right. And but but everybody kind of cooled on him. If you look at it, Kansas never talked to him after offering Louisville kind of pulled the reins back until they lost the Juco guy that went to the NBA. So right. it was kind of a weird timing with Lander and Lander Lander. Yeah. Lander here as a high school player in Indiana really was going to play on a good team, but cause Owen Deese is going to be a division one. They had a couple guys, but Lander They're killed there. it in the AU circle and people here never saw it like in open space. He's an unbelievable player. Mm-hmm. It, where, where, like, he was – I think we went back and looked. He's, like, a 47% three-point shooter his last two years of high school, which was yes. only his sophomore and junior year. And he was kind of an undersized guy, too. So he's such a weird commodity. But I think if he plays with any bit of – I've watched him in open gym just because a bunch of guys I know that play with him. Like, in that setting is where he is an <laughs> unbelievable player. I think a high value where people at IU and people here in high school saw him they never saw him play that way but i think in Woodson's situation like he'll be he'll be really really good and i thought he was a key for them for Woodson come back and a lot of people thought this is a inside supposedly christian didn't play the last game because his mom texts archie 2 days before and i'm like 99% sure that actually did happen
1: yeah i i bet i the the, the whole mojo around the program like the whole feeling around the program that that last two weeks was some of the most toxic energy that I have, I have, I've witnessed. But like,
2: history, yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Like I remember the ending. Like I was on campus during the, the Kreen saga and everybody just kind of knew it was over. So, I mean, that was a bit toxic, but like, this was like, uh, this was like a divorce level, right? Like
0: people were pissed, but, yeah. but I think,
2: I think Lander. So the weird part is Lander reclassifying is probably the best thing that happened to him because, it humbled him a little bit. He had always been such a good player. And he would have gotten no better in a COVID year in high school basketball versus I think the humble that he got that, hey, guys in the Big Ten can play. Like, I have to be able to shoot the basketball to be able to play. He would have got 28, 6, and 6 every night playing in Evansville. It wouldn't have mattered. Nobody could have guarded him. But I think for his progression – but here's the problem. People thought he was a one and done. And, like, I never see – I don't see – I mean, just not size and doesn't have the skill. But I think it's a great gift for him coming back, and he's young for his class too, right? Yeah, he just turned eighteen, I think, in June before he went to school.
1: Yeah, he, he's like, really
2: young for 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 his class. So, yeah, his dad played basketball at Western Kentucky, or I'm sorry, played football at Western Kentucky. Yep. Yeah, he's he's really good. So, I'll, I'll hop out now. Hey, thanks, Dan.
0: Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you, man. Um, so also we had a uh, we had another question. Um, yes, sir. Ronnie asked, "Is Lander a legit 6 No, <laughs> no, he's he, he's
1: maybe six foot. I would say. Really? Yeah, yeah. He he. Um, I I think he he gets six two because of because of his hair. I think. I think really? people people think he's a little bit taller than what he actually is. I think the shoes and the hair will really get him to sit uh, towards the six foot two.
0: Jeez. he's six foot, but he he he's not six foot two. I believe someone, I believe someone told me. I'm not sure if it was Dan or not, but someone DM'd me and pretty much said that Michigan walked in to like see how he was how he was doing. I'm not sure if it was Martelli, but the story is that he walked in and they didn't realize. Landon was so small. They thought they felt that yeah. like he was a lot bigger. Um, yeah, he looks
1: lanky on tape. Like when you when you he watch when you, when you watch his tape, he looks lankier than he actually is. He's still like he's got he's quick. That's what he is. If anything that still stands out even after watching for one year, that man's first step is so fast. He's he is lightning quick. And like like Dan said, like in the open floor, he'll really. Like he'll beat people down the court easily uh, with the ball, even in his hands. So I'm really excited to see that. But, yeah, you're right. He he He's small. I remember I pulled up – I got to actually go to a Hoosier game, one of the few Hoosier fans that actually got to see them play live this year. I was in Tallahassee for when they played Florida State. Um, And I, I swear to you, I was like, whoa, he's small. Like for even for a freshman, like he's small.
0: Yeah. Dang, dude. I had no clue. I had no clue, man. I think um, sells it. Then there was it's another weird. question by, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, a question from an Illinois guy, Brian asked, uh, "What's the feeling on the timeline for Indiana hoops with uh, Trace Jackson Davis and Crew Bag? Do do they expect to compete in year one? For like, are you like looking at? Hey, you're back in the tournament." Or we're talking nit, contending for a Big Ten. What is the timeline you 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 feel with these guys coming back and with uh, Woodson at the helm?
1: I feel like this is, this is a bit of a nuanced answer, and because like I, I, it, there's a there's levels to this, right? Like I think where we're standing right now, without Armand and without Race, right? They're still in the portal, right? So where the roster yeah. stands right now. I think the honest Indiana fans going to go, it'd be a good season if we make the tournament. Even with Trace. Again, we're losing our second highest scorer if Armand doesn't come back. We're losing our third highest scorer, Al Durham, to the transfer portal. Uh, He's going to Providence. And we're losing our fourth highest scorer to, to, to the transfer portal as well if Race leaves. Like, that's a lot of points gone. Even if we're adding somebody like Parker Stewart Who's really exciting and, and could be a really good player for us? Stretch the floor, mm-hmm. um, you know. Like that, that's tough. If they all come back, and we get a transfer because we got a scholarship spot open, by the way, and we're we're looking at a lot of people, um, a lot of guards, especially other point guards to, for transfer wise. Uh, Xavier mm-hmm. Johnson from uh, Pittsburgh is being one of them. Um, if we can get all of that and everything goes well. I don't know why we can't next year when you're looking at who's returning the big 10 compete for like a top four spot in the big 10 and, and be in the top 25 and and look for a a higher seed in the NCAA tournament. I don't know why we can't, because this is a team this year that was much more talented than how we performed much more talented. We have a third team all that can't even make the damn tournament.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like if you look at your roster, you It's not like you guys, you know, didn't have guys. Like, you have dudes. Yeah. You have dudes.
1: We got dudes. Armand Franklin is a dude. That guy is good. And he was playing. He was averaging 18 a game until he injured himself. He pulled that. He had a high ankle sprain, I believe is what it was, um, and and just was not the same after the injury
0: for the rest of the season. I mean, you're mean. like, honestly, though, like, you're – your record is you no. Know, really, you you look at three or four games. Yeah, could have yeah. went the other way. Now they're in the NCA tournament. Now the move with Archie doesn't happen, right? Um. Well,
1: apparently, okay. So this is apparently starting in December. Starting in December, this is the the news I've had. Look, starting in December, Scott Dolson was looking for a replacement for Archie. Really. So, yeah, they, they feel like the program was completely underperforming, and they also feel like Archie didn't want to be there anymore. That's the feeling. Mm. They, they, they feel like our coach just decided, you know, he didn't want the job anymore. And so we were looking for, looking for a way out from December onward. Again, like I said, that last two weeks, some of the most toxic energy that I've, I've seen out of a college
0: basketball program. Jeez, man. Uh let's see, we had – Duncan said you got to beat Purdue.
1: Damn right, Duncan. That's my boy Duncan right there. Yeah, we, <laughs> we do got to beat Purdue. And I was a freshman in college the last time we beat Purdue. That was five years ago. So It's going to be
0: tough this coming year because they are going to be good. They're, they're going to be better next year than they were this year.
1: Yeah, they were. But Matt like, They're we got going to be
0: Like, Like they got Caleb first and
1: Trey Kaufman. Those dudes are good. We wanted Trey Kaufman, too. And if Travion comes back? Yeah, I told you. I'll tell you. uh, I I broke up a little bit there. But I tell you, nine months ago, when Trey Kaufman was committing, I would have put my entire bank account that he was going to be an IU player, and he went to Purdue. Broke my damn heart. Really? Yeah, sir. Because every little tea leaf up until, like, three days before he announced – was like he's an IU guy. He's from Brownsburg, just just in in the basic of the Bloomington areas so mm-hmm. South indy right? Like he's southern Indiana. Like he's he's like an IU lock, basically, is what everybody thought. And then Coach Painter did the some of whatever his Purdue magic he did and got him to go. Um also that Jade ivy kid at Purdue, oh man, that kicking ball.
0: He's gonna uh, be a problem.
1: He he is going to be a pro. He, he's got, he got that pro game and I wanted him badly at IU. I, I did, uh, I did tours of assembly hall my senior year as like a extra credit internship. I was the tour guide for assembly hall. And uh, I had a ex high school head coach. Um, I forget which program he was an older guy came in and was like, yo, this this Jade Ivy guy, you guys better hope you get him because he's the truth up, up up uh up north in Indiana. Like you better get him; he's really good. And I was like, and at the time he was like in the 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 120s range in the in the recruiting rankings, which is like good, right? It's like a low four star. But I was like, you sure? He's like, yeah, he'll blow up when, wherever he goes. He's he's a shot maker. I was like, all right. And then look at where he's at now, right with Purdue.
0: Sure where enough. Sure yeah. enough,
1: is Trey Galloway coming back? Trey Galloway and Anthony Leo immediately, once Archie were fired, said they're coming back.
0: Gotcha. How about um, how about your re- recruits that committed to Archie and signed with you guys? Are they still firm and coming in, or are they in limbo? Yeah, you could, we got Logan Duncombe from Archbishop
1: Mueller. Uh He's like a, in the '70s, I believe, on twenty-four. Muller, that's Cincinnati, right? Yeah, Cincinnati. What? That's right. Yeah, uh, he's a he looks like a really good big. Can use both hands. Got a really good post game. Um, he's like six foot nine, same size as Trace. He's going to be a freshman this year. He he immediately also recommitted to the program. Um, he's been on Twitter basically like memeing around about you know, he's still committing and still staying. So he's staying. And then we also have CJ Gunn, who's a t- uh, 2022 recruit, uh, two guard from Indianapolis. Uh, who's also staying committed? They they talked like they were so high on Coach Woodson and and their recommitment. Uh, uh post and they you know, they said they loved his vision and whatnot. So yeah, we we got everybody locked up still. We only had two, so
0: that's not bad. That's not bad. So like this is here, the rough part about becoming a new coach is that what are you going to get? Like, what is your first year like? Are you in a situation where you're like a Fred Hoiberg, where he literally had to go out and recruit 15 new guys, right? Yeah. Um, or you're in a or in in a situation like uh, Steve Pikel was, where guys return, but the but you're getting guys from like a what a, a zero win or like a one win Big Ten team, right? Yep. But you have guys like Jawan Howard who comes into a team who had who had just went to a Sweet Sixteen, right? And yep, and you get guys that have played in in, in, a, in a a national title game, right? Right. And so it helps you. You are you can you can you can get to your goals a little bit faster. You're not in complete rebuild mode. Um, I think Mike Woodson uh, came into a good job with a really good opportunity in terms of who he's getting to come back. He's getting a a talented team to come back. It's not like like this team isn't talented or they didn't compete in the league. They were just a couple of possessions from being a top five team in the conference in my opinion. So um We swept Iowa.
1: We swept yeah. Iowa. Now that's not that's yeah. not too much to brag about because the Hawkeyes don't play any defense. But like seriously, like
0: yeah. we
1: swept a top five team, a, a two seed we swept. It's like this is the story of the Archie Miller era, Ant, because we swept Michigan State back to back years. Last year or two years ago, of course, the COVID season, the the end there um, we probably would have made the tournament. But the year before that was the Romeo Langford year, we swept Michigan State and still didn't make the tournament with Romeo Langford and Juwan Morgan, two NBA guys.
0: Yeah. If you have two NBA guys in the Big Ten, you gotta at least make the NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah. You, you gotta, better at, at least the be like least. a five seed. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you look you look through the history of of of. of of big 10 basketball and you look you put two nba guys on on one big 10 team that team is historically a five-seater better like they're pretty good exactly yeah they're a good team they're a top 25 team in the country we couldn't beat rutgers and we still can't we have lost to rutgers for i feel like three or four
0: years straight rutgers yeah yeah bro yeah that's wild stuff that's wild wild stuff um, what are your thoughts on Dane Fife? That news came out today, where you know some IU people and we, some Michigan State people thought before Mike Woodson was hired that you know Fife could have been um, you know one of the candidates to replace Archie Miller. Um, what are your initial thoughts on Fife? And uh, you know, is he head assistant or is he second assistant? Do you know his role yet? On the team. I, don't think, I
1: don't think we know the role yet. Cause again, like IU announced he's coming home and put out the social media stuff. And then Dane posted his like, thank you, Michigan state post that, you know, everybody yeah, does true. when they leave a program. Um, and, and so I think the press conference, the rumor is it's supposed to be Wednesday. I'm assuming we'll probably find out news on another assistant before then. Again, like, I feel like we're getting news every day now, we just have to do like an emergency podcast every other day, which is great for me. But, uh, definitely a lot of work. So I don't know his, his specific role now but I'll be honest. I think he's the best possible assistant we could have gotten. Like for Mike Woodson. Again, you talk about everything that goes on beyond behind the program, not that's not just Xs and Os. You have a former Division 1 head coach and Dane Fife who's with IPFW and who's worked under Izzo, one of the best coaches of the last 30, 40 years. Maybe one of the best coaches in college basketball ever. He's, you know, I I love his got a lot of respect for that guy. Um, and working under his tutelage for a while, and you bring him in, he's coming back home, he's an Indiana guy, and you look at his recruiting, like where he recruits guys from, is like Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan. Like that's the footprint. And and you look at all the good IU teams in the past and you look up and down the roster about where they're from, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, Michigan, that's the team. Like That's it. That, that We we thrive on those guys, um, yeah. uh, on those recruits. And so I, this just makes a lot of sense for me. And he's a top 10 recruiter this year for the 2021 class, right, for Michigan State?
0: I believe so. I believe so. Uh, do you know if he was in on Max, Max Christie? Yeah, he was. I think he was the. If he was the person, lead Jackson, guy there, yeah. Gotcha, and I think he's the lead guy for Jaden Shoot too. Yeah, Jaron
1: Jackson,
0: Shute. right? Yeah, Jaden Shoot. Yeah. yeah, I'm. Not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where uh, Shoot's going to go, but, but that should be interesting. But I mean, you get a guy to go from being an assistant to an assistant at, you know, where he hooped at you know who has proven to be a pretty good um assistant coach should should go a long way uh I'm I'm going to be interested to see if some of his guys leave Michigan State and you know Indiana is one of the destinations for him that that would be crazy but I feel like Do you guys kinda, need a need a need a need a big or not really
1: Not really got 3 cuz you got Trace coming back Joey Bronk can come back again. He didn't play this year, so he can get a medical red shirt, and he also have the extra COVID year. So this will be like his like yeah. his, his Perry Ellis year. But basically, uh, you know he'll be back. And then uh, you got Logan Duncan coming in next year as a freshman. Okay. I know. Okay. I see Michael. Michael Hritt, um, by the way, in the chat said five is credited with three five stars. Jaron Jackson, Christie, and Langford. I think those—that's a—that's a good three. Sim, by the way.
0: I, I. It's a solid three. To it's a, it's a yeah. solid three,
1: a solid especially three with
0: Christie being a 2021 guy coming in next year.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, that would be that would be a. But like, when you commit to Michigan State, are you committing to your assistant coach? Or are you committing to like one of the best college coaches of all time?
0: Like, Kids yeah, are you're weird. committing
1: to. Yeah, Kids like are weird. Man yeah i know
2: dude
0: and it comes down to it i mean a a lot of these kids they don't just trust anybody maybe back in the day i think brands mattered a lot but i think it's more so of trust and how and then like using this team or coach you know who is going to get me to the next level
1: right
0: you know what i mean and then once you're there you'll get all that hoopla and all the brand and this is who we are, this is our culture, this, this is our rivals, this is why we hate them, blah, 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 blah. You'll get all that stuff afterwards. But the whole process to, to you know, commit to a school, I think is, I think it's more about the comfortability and, you know, do these coaches have my back is one of the yeah. bigger things. Like, Hey, do they really want me for me? Or do they just, you know, want me to come in as like an insurance policy or something like right. that.
1: Right. You, you want to know how how Woodson got uh, Trace Jackson Davis to come back. You want to hear the pitch that Woodson had for him. So Woodson basically sat down with Trace, and the, the Trace tells the story in the news press conference that happened recently when he he came <laughs> back. They had like they literally laid out the red carpet for him to tell him they came back. Right. Good PR move on part of IU, but
0: uh, oh, sure.
1: basically Woodson. Like, the second day he was hired, sat down with Trace. And basically, they sat in a room, and he put on a projector, and he just showed Trace everything he did wrong last year. Like, everything he did wrong. Every play he thought he could improve. Like, for two hours, they sat there, and they went through tape. You should have used your right hand here. Why aren't you right hand? Like, you should have taken this jump shot. Why didn't you take this jump shot? What was this play? You turned it over here. What were you seeing? For two hours, and basically just straight up told him, "You're not good enough for the NBA, I can get you there." That was the pitch, and apparently, that's what sold Trace. but then but then Trace was like, "That's what my dad tells me because you know, Trace is the son of Daryl Davis, former mm-hmm. NBA player. you know, and apparently Daryl's always really hard on him, which is a good thing. that's what you should do as a, as a basketball dad. you know you're always looking to improve your right. son's game. And so Daryl's he's trying to sell his dad, and his dad's like, you know what? No, I'm coming down. So apparently Darryl came down, and he, they still wanted Trace to go to the NBA. And they sat down, again, for another two hours with Woodson. Woodson get, basically gave them the same damn spiel for two hours. Daryl pulls Trace aside after the meeting's done like for like a five-minute talk in like a side room and was like, you're going back to IU. You're, you're staying. And and basically sold Daryl on 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 the vision of the program. So that to me that was the biggest piece of positive news I have heard from IU basketball in what seems like five years, because yeah, that, that tells me everything that I need to know. That if if a dad like Daryl who wants the best for his son and Trace can look Mike Woodson in the eye and Mike Woodson look him back and sell him on a vision like. I I believe I'm fully behind Coach Woodson now.
0: It's a good story. Yeah, sir. It's a good, it's a good story. Um, where is Trace from again?
1: Yeah, I mean Dale Davis. What am i saying, Drew Davis. I my I'm sorry. I I haven't had my wait. Third, Dale third Davis is his dad. Yes, Dale Davis is his dad. Yeah.
0: Like Dale Davis, like Indiana like, Pacers, Dale Davis. Like
1: Indiana Pacers, Dale Davis is Trace Jackson Davis's dad. Yeah,
0: I did not know that. Yep, I did not know that. Uh, so he's from okay Greenwood, Indiana. Okay,
1: yeah, they went to uh, they went to a high school down there. His brother Taven is a basketball recruit and a very good quarterback. For Center Grove High School in Indiana. What's he going to play? I'd probably assume QB. I mean, like he's got offers to play QB at, like, Oregon.
0: Oh, so he's, like, legit legit.
1: He's legit legit. He's a four-star QB prospect at Center Grove. What's his name? Taven Jackson? Taven, yep. T-A-V-I-N? I think T-A-Y-V-E-N, Taven.
0: Black killing me. <laughs> yeah, there says Taven. I can say that. You can't
1: say that. I no I can't. I'm myself. <laughs> Taven Jackson, Trace Jackson, Davis' brother, it says on Google, but yeah, twenty four seven pro style quarterback. Uh Six three five. star.
0: Arizona State, guy. Arkansas, Auburn, Florida State, Ole Miss. I mean, okay, so yeah. So he's like legit, legit.
1: Yes, yeah, sir. He's yeah, got he's offers
0: legit, he's legit. got offers
1: from Michigan and Michigan State, by the way, for you Michigan and Michigan State fans, somebody to keep track on. Jim Harbaugh is his lead recruiter
0: for Michigan. Oh, then we're not getting him. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. I had to say it. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, man. Uh, Thanks for coming on. We spent about almost an hour. Uh, I told you about 25 to 30 minutes or so, but – um. I appreciate dope. you. Uh, dope story on Trace Jackson, Dave Davis, and, like, what's going on with Indiana and, you know, kind of what their vision is. Uh, should be interesting to see, you know, being one of the more talented teams in the conference. They're going to be um, – uh, it's going to be, you know, something to pay attention to with uh, new leadership. And I'm sure that there's going to be – more things happening, whether, you know, guys con- confirm they're leaving or confirming that they're going to return to Bloomington or uh, new coach hires or, um, you know, transfer portal guys from different schools come in. Who knows? Um, but it's an interesting time. So over the course of April, I'm pretty sure there's going to be tons of wild news going around, not just at Indiana, but at in the Big Ten and the rest of the uh, – the uh, country we're going to see some very different looking teams next year.
1: What's your, what's your thoughts on, uh, speaking of, you know, changes around the country, what's your thoughts on Hubert
0: Davis at UNC? Um, it's good. Uh, I, I heard that the, that the older guys wanted Hubert Davis, the newer, young, younger guys wanted Wes Miller. Yeah. Out of UNG. Um, I don't think they could have got that higher wrong whether they went with Davis or West Miller. So, um, you know, Hubert, I believe he's, you know, he's a former NBA dude and he's been around the game a long, long time. He'll be able to recruit and get some guys in. He'll uh, add a new flavor to the uh, Carolina way. And um, it should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun.
1: Yes, sir. Well, thanks for having me again. Thanks to everybody for coming out and, and listen to this fan ramble on about IU stuff. If you want to, if you want to hear from me, I'm at at Indiana HQ and at the Hoosier sound. Uh, So if you guys want to listen to me, that's where I'm at. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. 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 So Indiana HQ on, on Twitter. And and then the Hoosier sound on Twitter as well too, right? Yes, sir. All right. Thanks man. All right. I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all on the Twitter webs and, I hope it's a good game tonight. I'll see you guys. Bye.
1: Thank you.